Hey, this is Shamina. This is the Two Quick Things podcast. Welcome back. This week, I have a few notes just on one topic on mentoring. I realized that I hadn't talked about this before, although I talk about this fairly regularly in my like IRL in real life. And I realized that someone um, that I know has been seemingly attempting to mentor me um, kind of without my consent, which kind of sounds weird, but I'm going to get into a few of the pieces here and it may make a little bit of sense uh, in a moment. So a few notes. First one, I believe that mentoring is a two way street. Um, It doesn't work if I am trying to mentor someone and they're not catching on. And all that I'm doing is becoming frustrated with the the lack of kind of like response and go back and forth with the person that is not a mentoring relationship. I think on the flip side, if someone, if I'm trying to be mentored by someone and I haven't communicated either expressly or like given like a strong hint that I'm looking for like mentorship from them, um, I think that I will find myself frustrated because I'm looking for something and the person has no idea what I'm looking for. And do I think all like mentor mentee relationships need to be like explicitly stated at the beginning? No, I think there are lots of ways in which it can naturally happen and progress. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, this is a thing, right? That's, that's what's happened with, I think most of them, if not all of the mentors um, that I've had, there's just been a relationship that's developed. And then over time you're like, Oh, so this is, this is, this is kind of what we're doing, right? Like we're cool and we're homies and everything, but I also know like we're, this is going somewhere, right? So I think there can be that, um, kind of unofficial thing that happened, but I do a hundred percent believe that it's a two way street. And I'll talk a little bit more about, um, when and how it becomes more of a two way street than at the beginning. Um, I think it's important to remember and recognize that you can't mentor everybody and you shouldn't try to mentor everybody. I think mentor mentee relationships are very unique and they take whatever working relationship or whatever type of relationship that you have to the next level. So me trying to mentor someone is just going to be frustrating if that's not what they're looking for from me. And if I'm not being able to um, provide value to them, similarly, if I am working with an individual, either a colleague or sometimes it's a friend. Sometimes like in my old life, it was a student and they were looking for something from me that I could not give them, then that wasn't going to work. So I don't think we should like just go around trying to spew our mentor uh, capacities around, nor should I be trying as a a mentee because I'm still growing in so many facets of my career that I shouldn't be going to everyone looking for mentorship that just doesn't make sense. Um, it doesn't show any sort of strategy or that I'm actually paying attention. I may just be trying to latch on for a variety of reasons. So if you're a person that is constantly looking for a mentor and you have like 50 11 mentors, that probably isn't being very fruitful for you. So be thoughtful and strategic about how you go about finding people that you want to connect with. And it's not always like, I want to be where they are professionally. Sometimes it's like, I like their vibe and their energy. And I just want to see kind of how they navigate the workspace or how maybe they adult really well. And they, they go through those things or they're open to sharing those lessons and experiences with somebody else. So I think being mindful and thoughtful about how mentoring takes place on both ends is crucial. If mentoring or a mentorship is one to one dimensional, then that's not the point of a mentorship. 
if you can only mentor from one place of, let's see, of your identity um, and no other pieces of your identity as though you are monolithic in how you experience the world, then I don't want to say you're doing something wrong, but at the same time, you're doing something wrong. Um, I think it's important for all of us to recognize that we are multidimensional in who we are and how we show up, but choosing to default to our most salient or privileged or even our marginalized identity is shortchanging that relationship. So for example, if I, if someone engages with me as though they, they, they see potential in me, um, and they are, they have like one identity that stands out above the rest and they only try to mentor me in that one way, then that is going to likely fall flat because I am not a one dimensional person. I have many facets to who I am. And so let's say if you try, if someone's trying to mentor me just from like the space of being a woman, sure, there's going to be some value and perhaps some nuggets that I fill it, fill in or, or um, <clears throat> with that. And I'm not going to get a whole bunch of th- stuff from that relationship because I am not just a woman. I am black. I am gay. I am able-bodied. I am introverted. So there's a lot of things that <clears throat> we have to be thoughtful around with regard to how we mentor other people. And that doesn't mean that if I let's say I am a white woman. I would never say that, but let's say I'm a white woman and I, I, I mentor from my womanness, but it's on my part responsibility to then figure out and engage with whoever my mentee is, excuse me, if they are a black woman or a queer woman or an API woman and work to learn and be able to kind of engage with them on that level. And I'm not saying fake it, and come up with a whole bunch of BS to engage in the conversation, but take an interest in the other the other identities that help to shape a person if you are a mentor. I don't think that mentors have to, I don't think that my mentor has to be black woman and queer. <clears throat> I don't need that, but all the mentors that I've had understand that my and or acknowledge that I am multidimensional. And so they they recognize their shortcomings and they're like I don't know how to support you through this particular piece because that's not an identity that I I share with you, but here's how I can be of most help. Or maybe let me pivot over to someone else that can be of uh, greater support or help. So I think that's important also knowing your limits in that. Um, Now, as I talk about the two-way street of mentorship, there comes a point when the the mentor becomes the the student. So they're no longer the teacher and we have to let that happen. And some of that is getting beside, um, putting our ego to the side and realizing that we have poured into this other person and now they're out doing whatever they do best and they're learning. And there's going to be times when we need to take the back seat so we are no longer the driver because we've already done our role in helping guide and support and direct someone for their own unique path and encouraging them, reflecting with them as much as possible to go out and do. And we're going to be here to support and or challenge as we go. And it's not always easy for a mentor to kind of take that step back. And when I say mentor, I mean official or unofficial um, because we, um, and I've, I mentor a number of people, so we sometimes forget that we can learn things too, but I have, as of late especially, really been engaging and learning from people that I have once mentored, and I still mentor to a degree. Um, it looks different now, but they're, they're teaching me things, and I'm learning, and I'm watching them grow, and it's been super fulfilling to see 
um, number one, remind myself to put my ego aside and let them help me. Um, but I no longer have to like hold, feel like I'm holding all of the weight of that. Um, I don't feel like I need to be the, the person with all the answers. Um, and I, I need to also demonstrate that I can be teachable. Um, because really, if you look, if you take a step back at this, my mentees and people you have mentored, they've been teaching you the whole time. They've been teaching you how to engage with someone, how to support, how to challenge. They've been stretching your thinking. So as much as they think that they're getting something from the mentor, the, the mentor is getting just as much back, if not more. So that's the two-way street of that. Um, even if it feels like the mentor has constantly been in the driver's seat, we're learning. We're learning things, how to say them, how not to say them, how something might land or fall when we communicate something to someone. Um, so it's really, it's this, this symbiotic relationship the whole time. It's just we as mentors, um, and I am both a mentor and a mentee, depending on who the person is, um, I've got to get out of the driver's seat and let somebody else drive because they've been giving me direction of what they need the whole time. And I've just been kind of helping like to steer them in the right direction as much as they've been giving that to me. So I think it's important for people to realize you're not always going to be in the mentor. I'm in the driver's seat kind of role. And it takes like acknowledging ego, like ego is super ego to step back and realize, okay, this person is doing their thing. What can I learn? You know, I've been, you know, so caught up in being like, I must know the answer. What can I learn? How is this serving me? Um, and not like a self self fulfilling prophecy type thing, but you're being served in this in some capacity. So I think it would behoove anybody to pay attention to that. Um, this is where I think my career in higher education has really, um, this is one of the marks that I loved about it. Um, as much as I love, have a love hate relationship with supervision, mentoring is a thing that I absolutely loved. Um, even when times were rough, it taught me the value of knowing how to step back and learn. So again, as much as I am like giving in and doing my best to pour into like the folks that I was working with, either in a supervisory capacity or an advising capacity, um, mentoring capacity, I learned so much about myself through those experiences because really you're in education, you're working with people who are younger than you nine times out of 10, uh, unless you're working with older students and older student population. But there's so much to learn from that. Um, another thing that I've learned as a mentor is that I don't have to chime in. I didn't have to chime in on everything. At some point, the mentor, my mentoring and this mentor relationship has become a friendship, not with everybody, because everybody is supposed to be around every season of the, you know, of your life. But so many of those that I have valued and been engaged with um, in more of a, a deeper level than just the surface have become friendships. And those are folks who I talk to now, like as my friend. And so we have to sometimes navigate the like, oh, well, this was my, is this my friend or is this my like past supervisor, whatever the case may be. Um, but it's been great to over the years, see these, uh, mentor mentee relationships turn into friendships. And I think that's one of the values of, of ensuring that it, that really is a two way street when you take the, a thoughtful approach to how you engage on either end as a mentor or a mentee. 
So that's the that's the tidbit that I have for you this week. It's just going to be one topic, but I do have three podcast recommendations from this week um, in no particular order. Um, I'd encourage you to check out Hidden Brain. It's an NPR hosted podcast. They have an episode called uh, You Can't Un- You Can't Hit Unsend. It was from the September 9th episode. It was really good, and it was. Um, it was a mix of things. It was almost like you can't take back words that you're saying. Um, you never know who's reading your content. You never know, even if you're trying to hide behind something, how you're going to be exposed, uh, exposed little E, if you will. Um, but it was super interesting just to hear the story be played out. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't have much to say about that because if I say more, I'll give it away. But check it out. You can't hit unsend. Um any podcast that has Tracy Ellis Ross as a um, a guest, um, I listened to like five of them because I was um, watched Blackish this week, which is a show she co-stars in, um, and she's great, um, super down to earth, and she just has a lot of awesome things to say, but not in a pretentious kind of Hollywood way. Um, it just sounds real normal, which is weird because her mom is Diana Ross. So any podcast that has her on it, like shout out to her, the end. Um, And then the third and final podcast recommendation, it's a new podcast. It's called In Pursuit. Um, It's by Glassdoor and it's hosted by Amy Elisa Jackson. Um, The first episode just came out within the last week or so. If you um, type in In Pursuit on any of the places you listen to podcasts, you'll find it. her first episode was with Brene Brown and my goodness, it's been a minute since I've like kind of binged on Brene Brown and this episode was so good. It was, um, short, it was pretty to the point. Um, and she talked about bravery, leadership, uh, kind of championing vulnerability in a variety of ways and how that's kind of like the crucial piece of being a leader and that reminding us that leaders aren't the people who have to know everything and do everything because they're just afraid as afraid to kind of go through the day-to-day operations if not it, uh, kind of lead organizations as anybody else would be but they're just choosing to be brave and do it anyway um, so I really value hearing that uh, episode. So if you have some time, take a listen to any of those three. Um, They're all great. Um, None of them are extraordinarily long, but um, I hope that you get something out of those uh, when you listen to them. All right. uh, That's all that I got for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Um, You can find me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, way more available on Instagram um, under two quick things. And you can find me wherever you listen to podcasts. Please share, rate and review wherever you listen. If not, like I always say, I'll be back next week. All right, y'all. Bye.